Dance Your Heart on Fire podcast episode number 73. Uh, a person will remove a woman from dancing with another Congrats. woman. Like literally like pulling her out. I was mm-hmm. like, I was like, what is going on here? Let her be. And he was so insistent. And that shocked me. I was like, first, who the fuck are you? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, who are you to step into someone else's dance mm-hmm. to impose your way of thinking because you don't think that's appropriate? Mm-hmm. Like, what's appropriate and what's not? You can have your own beliefs. Don't impose them on me. Olhar de estrela, brilho do sol, tamanho do amor Quem é esta que me atrofia? Clareza no escuro, expressão no infinito amor Que me conquista Sorriso alegre, presença tão linda, minha flor Te estou seguindo, amor à primeira vista Welcome to the Dance Your Heart on Fire podcast, the podcast dedicated to inspiring dancers worldwide whose hearts have been touched by music and dance. The universal language of dance and music is spoken by many of us throughout the world. We want to motivate the dancer in you by sharing stories, insights, and ideas to enhance your journey. Join us now with your host, Charles Ogar. Hello, hello, everyone. This is Charles for the Dance Your Heart on Fire podcast coming at you with another episode. And on this particular episode, we have a returning guest from Montreal who is coming back to join us uh, after her first podcast. And we've been talking a lot and we've decided to kind of do a little bit of a podcast series together. Um, which is going to be in correlation with her upcoming brand. But uh, let's go ahead and say hello to Miss Jules Tremblay. Hello, hello, hello. <laughs> How are you doing? Very good, you. <laughs> I'm doing good. Thank um, you for having me again. For sure. Um, we are recording this on June 3rd, and yeah. it's been a crazy month. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) (laughs) I lived under a rock. Just kidding. You can cut that off. (laughs) No, it's okay. Um, But yeah, definitely crazy times. And how are you doing? I'm doing good. I'm managing, um, taking it day by day and trying to stay on top of the current events and be advocate and with my whole black intelligence project and just some web design work and things like that you know yeah no that's very dope what you're doing like uh, i'm super proud of you and i think that the, the new project that you came up with uh the black intelligence it's amazing like mm-hmm. yeah. if you're interested in that you just go to blackintelligence.co m and right now it's just pointing to the facebook page and the instagram account um but there will be a podcast that will be uh, coming to that and then we'll see how that site will grow but you also launched your platform as well yes it's a new thing i started uh was on monday i launched it oh two days ago oh my mm-hmm. god so how yeah. many likes do you have now i think i have 135 or something i had like a hundred a hundred and ten in the last in 12 hours now it's a bit uh, stagnant but still it's a good start so I'm pretty mm-hmm. happy about that, which is going to be, uh, it's like my public page, but it's gonna, all my projects going to be linked to that and all the like, exclusivity will be uh, coming from uh, Jules Joy. That's not only on Facebook. So I'm currently building a website, but that's going to be, that's coming up mm-hmm. and uh, other projects also that's uh, in the, in the making. Definitely. So um, you were on the show with JP and Olga. J- wait, wait. It's chilling with, <laughs> chilling. J- with Gigi and JJ or JJ yes. and Gigi. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and there's a topic of women in Kizomba. And yes. that was like a three hour long uh, show. For the first because, one. Yeah, it was crazy. 
Yeah, because they, they, they approached me and they were like, Julie, what do you want to talk about? Because we, we want you on the show. I was like, the only subject that we actually bring on the table is women in Kizomba, you know? And uh, I didn't expect to have this conversation like for three hours and it was still heated at the end. Not heated in the sense mm-hmm. like neg- negatively, but just like a lot of people were involved and it was and engaged. very engaged. And I think at the end it was like 100, 585 comments mm-hmm. like that was amazing and we could definitely see there was like a, an opportunity there that uh, actually people are ready to talk about it mm-hmm. definitely and i think there was a second episode where you guys went and like took a look at who were commenting and like give up uh, an opportunity for those people to share their insights and things like that yeah because we didn't have time during the the, the live it was uh, the first live it was like one after the other, it was a lot of conversation and the topic went uh, like in lots of direction because there's so much things to talk about and just reading the comments and like 585 comments after three hours. It's, it's a lot, you know? Mm-hmm. So we didn't have, we didn't, we couldn't keep up. So I was happy they had a second, uh, a second show so we mm-hmm. could address it. Definitely. And, and that was awesome. Came. I was a part of that and yeah. we were able to hear from people. Um, across different backgrounds to kind of give their uh, history and their experience with mm-hmm. women in Kizoma and things like that. And people were yeah. talking about like the differences between being taught by a man versus a female instructor and all that kind of stuff. And yeah. in between those two episodes, no, was it after the second one, we dropped your podcasts, the first podcast we did together. Yeah. I think it was right after or the I week after. Was, mm-hmm. Yeah. No. I think it was, no, I think it was the day after because yeah. it was on Sunday. <laughs> And, and we swear it was not planned. Yes. <laughs> it just was the way it is. Because mm-hmm. uh, the, the, this podcast is going to be released every Monday um, in different, not in different, but different uh, guests are going to come on and speak. Uh, this week was Sophie from yes. Paris who was there. And so, but even from our first podcast, we mentioned that we're going to have you back as a guest to kind of continue to talk more and kind of give you a platform to talk about uh, your experiences as a woman in the Kizoma scene. And even though we're not having festivals and socials and classes and things like that right now, I think it's probably a good opportunity to like at least have this conversation. So that way, when we do get back into the world of things, maybe we'll have some different uh, things in place, you know, and different perspectives, yeah. you know? Yeah, I so, think this whole thing, even though like it's 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 tragic. I mean, like there's a lot of things happening, and it just gives the opportunity to to reflect and just turn around what we are doing as as a human and and as a community and on 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 even a global level because mm-hmm. it's it's such an important it's so important for sure. And this is going to be kind of like our first uh, iteration of even having this conversation of this topic and things like that as well and just kind of give our experience and at least I guess our main goal with all this is going to be to spread awareness and see what we can do to I guess be better advocates you know yeah and challenge our mentality and the way we think sometimes like we have a certain way of thinking which is it just the, the, the what is what we know but if we're not challenged and if we don't bring awareness to it how can we change mm-hmm. so I think that's that's what it is you know Yes. So Jules and I have come up with like a woman in Kizoma three part series for the podcast. And we kind of have different topics that we're going to discuss for these three different podcasts. And as you guys are listening, um, we just want you guys to know that we're just trying to spread awareness. We're not trying to come off as experts of the history of Kizomba experts of the Me Too movement or any of that kind of stuff. Like we're just trying to share and add our voices and to build awareness and see uh, what opportunities there are to kind of like improve, you know? Yeah. And you're more than welcome if you have more knowledge or if you want to add something to just join in and just share and it with us. We're more than you can happy reach to out listen. to one of us and we'll listen. And maybe even if it's between episodes, we have that. Or if you want to come on to the podcast, within, uh, you can definitely arrange that with me and we can continue the, the conversation. Yeah. Indeed. So for this particular podcast, since it's the first one, and I guess 
we wanted to talk about women in the Kizomba scene today. We thought it would be a good idea to talk a little bit about the, the history of Kizomba and the culture. And as you all know, or if you didn't know, uh, Jules is a Simba instructor. And oh, yeah. <laughs> and I've been around the Kizomba scene a bit, but definitely more on the urban kids side of things. But uh, I've definitely heard many conversations and then research and all that kind of stuff. So um, all of these issues that we're bringing up, we recognize that they are bigger global issues and they are the, the, the Kizomba scene is kind of like a microcosm of these global issues. And so we recognize that and then we get that it's not going to just, we're not just going to snap our fingers and it's all going to disappear. Um, but there's, no, there's so much work to be done. Mm, and there's a lot of uh, conversations happening now outside of the dancing in regards to these topics that we'll be bringing up. And so we recognize that and we're just doing our part to add to the conversations, you know? Yeah. And just bring it awareness in the community. Mm-hmm. But like, what's really important, like, even though like, because sometimes it's, it goes kind of both ways. Sometimes like a lot of people are like, well, it happens outside. It's not here in the community. And sometimes it's totally the opposite. Like, oh, it's not, it's not in the community. It's outside. It's outside. Or, no, it's not outside. It's only in the community. It's every, everywhere, everywhere. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's things that we don't exactly realize right away, you know? A lot of things we actually don't even realize that we are doing it or we are saying it or like because it's so encrusted into our way of thinking or it's so embodied embodied into uh the society and it's omniscient like um your 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 best friend your neighbor your the, the well i'm gonna say politician because you have guys you have trump <laughs> <laughs> that's all another conversation <laughs> let's close this right now <laughs> Or else, well, we're going to still be here in a few weeks. Mm-hmm. But so, so, so yeah. So like just the way we, we talk, the, the word that we're using, the jokes, like anyways, it's, it's such a big subject that sometimes I'm wondering like, where should we start to bring that change? Mm-hmm. And the fact that now we have a subject that we can bring what's happening outside and bring into the, and how we can relate it to the, the, the dance scene. I think it's, it's going to be good. Definitely. All right. So let's jump in and and talk a little bit about the history and, and the polyp culture. And I guess one of the things that I'll start off with before you share your, uh, what you know, Jules is, uh, the definition of polyp. I think, uh, some people aren't aware that when we say polyp, we're referring to Portuguese speaking African countries and, there are several of them. Uh, there's Guinea-Bissau, there's uh, Sao Tome, there's Cape Verde, there's Mozambique and Angola. And did I hit all of them? Wait, it feels right. It feels like there's maybe one missing. It's probably um, one more. Yeah. No. Angola, Cape Verde, Guinea-Bissau, Mozambique, Sao Tome and Principe, and Equatorial Guinea. Yeah, that's the one that was added yeah, later one. on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, these are the Portuguese-speaking African countries. So these are the African countries that were under Portuguese rule. And then obviously they won their independence from Portugal. Uh, obviously, the official language in these countries it's is still Portuguese. And so... Mm-hmm. I believe Angola won its independence in 1975 and they were under rule 400 years. So four centuries from Portugal. So definitely highly influenced by the Portuguese culture, AKA European culture, which is so much history and stories behind that as well. So when you hear uh, people refer to polyp culture, uh, P-A-L-O-P. They're definitely referring to not just Angola, but all of the Portuguese speaking countries. Yeah. In Africa. In Africa. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, because like uh, Brazil is not part of the Pelican. The, mm-hmm. the because it's in South America. Exactly. Um, but, you know, there's there's some layers oh, yeah, of overlap so between Samba with the A and yes. Samba with the E. And even the word Jenga, but I mean, 
that's that could be something else that we could talk about in another podcast. But, that's but I think we cool. talked about Shinga to the last podcast. So guys, if you want to hear about mm-hmm. it, we had like we talked a bit. Of, we talked a bit about it the last time. Mm-hmm. So I will link that podcast in the show yes. notes. I think it was podcast number sixty-five. It and was. <laughs> you guys can check that out on Apple Podcast or on SoundCloud. So, um, what do you want to share about the history of Kizomba? But what's actually very important to remember, and sometimes it's it's forgotten. It, first, Kizomba it's uh, it, it means a party. It means like uh, so. It's, it's it's a social dance. So basically, the whole family. The whole, all the families were gathering, or friends, or they're gathering, and everybody dance with each other. So we can see a lot of men dancing with men, women dancing with women, with a kid, with their grandparents. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter because it is more than just like it's not a sensual dance. It was like a family and getting together kind of dance, just like having fun and. That sometimes we kind of like because what we hear in North America in Europe it's very sensual. Like I can hear my parents the first time they they saw like Kizamba and they're like, "What is this?" <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, "Truly," <laughs> and so yeah, so no, at all. And at, at, anyways, we're gonna speak, speak a little bit more about that later on. But mm-hmm. like it's 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 so different, and we kind of missing that a bit, and the fact that we see two women dancing together it's very common there's a there's an amazing video that was passed there's actually multiple ones it's it's two um it's two women dancing together around like 50 60 years old and they were like the green yes outfits i'll see if i can find it and put it in the yes, show notes. find it and there was another one it was like uh, uh i think it was three um it was three uh three couples so it was six women dancing all together like mm. dancing together and it was beautiful to watch and we see a lot of men dancing together as well uh but not a lot here mm-hmm. anyways so that is just something to, to remember that is it is more than just uh essential dance like people are at or tend to say for sure. And I would think it's also important to say like the energy of the music of Kizomba and Semba is not sensual as well. Yeah. Like it's definitely more celebratory and mm-hmm. happy and things like that. And uh, I know one of the influences for Kizomba and Semba back then was Soka from yeah. the Caribbean. And you cannot hear Soka and like be, be and depressed. <laughs> I mean, you you want to jump around and mm-hmm. you want to like move. It just, but uh, you know what? I think the fact that the music is not really well thought, mm-hmm. L- like like a uh, teaching, like uh, the past tense of teaching. Thoughts, mm-hmm. yeah, thought. See yeah, that, that for me, like as a French speaker, that's the hardest. Thoughts, thought, mm-hmm. th- like. It, I'm, I'm, my tongue is like getting confused. <laughs> but I've been taking French lessons and let's not even get into the pronunciation of French vowels. <laughs> yeah, that is correct. It's, it's, it's kind of hard. So there's yes. also that on, on Facebook, the thing about the wall and the mirror. Anyways, we're getting out of the subject. We're sorry, guys. Let's come back. But, I don't remember what I wanted to say. Um, we were talking about soca and the music being oh. taught. Mm-hmm. Yes, and now my 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 tongue was all confused. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> so yeah, because like a lot of people are confusing um, kisamba for geruzuk, mm. and is it is not it is not the same thing. Geruzuk is not kisamba. Is like is there like a, a fam- familiarity to to the to it? Yes. But it is not so. Geruzuk, zuk, geruzuk, kizamba. Even like a lot of people, are, I know a lot of people are saying uh, uh, kizamba when it's actually semba, mm-hmm. and semba, and they're saying it's kizamba. Mm-hmm. So like, I don't think like the music is. There's not a lot of people actually teaching the music. Mm-hmm. So I think also there's a lot of confusion with 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 what is what. 
For sure. I've had a couple of Kizoma Sema teachers on my podcast and they will say even among themselves, they would argue over yeah. if it's Kizomba or Sema. <laughs> so it's not a black and white thing. Uh, there was a lot of inspirations from a lot of different sources. And so there's, it's, it's not so black and white. And so the more we kind of share the different stories of the different flavors of Kizomba and Simba that you can find, uh, then it should become easier to kind of recognize which instruments are being played, what language is the song in and all that kind of stuff, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. I think it was Ivana, like say that was, uh, teaching the difference between the two because Isa like, is an amazing musician. And the, what are we talking about? Uh, Ivana, Alexei. say, mm, yes. So he, he was teaching a certain point, like what was it? Because he, he, he like he, um, he composes music. Mm -hmm. So he was saying like, uh, anyways, the differences with the two, but it's true. It's still a, still a big subject. For today. sure. Mm -hmm. And go ahead. Uh, no, uh, because like you started saying like, uh, people are sort of arguing a little bit about the music. Um, so what is what? And I was about to say, it's not the same thing with, woman and man in general in life mm. the way they're being perceived so there's a lot of, like people like the society is still always debating on what is what and what is what and sometimes i i feel we forget that we can just chill out a bit for sure and i think it's also important to recognize like these happen in multiple areas yeah like there was angola there was portugal there was the other Apollo countries so everybody can't be in all the places all at once you know True. so what was happening in one country was at the same time as happening in a different country and social media wasn't there back then. So like, it wasn't like you just post a Facebook live and then you can see <laughs> uh, what was going on everywhere, you know? So it's crazy. And that Absolutely. brings us to our next point of whether you're in North America or in Europe or in Africa uh, is definitely going to influence your experience and the role of women in Kizomba but, as well. But look at the, the, the role we're seeing. Like, if we're like stepping out of Kizomba for a second, and we're just looking at the way the, the society is constructed. Mm -hmm. Like, if we're like going in Africa, like the woman, like it. I'm, I I just want to say that I'm not going to generalize. I know it's not everybody that is a certain way. I don't put everything in everybody in the same box mm -hmm. at all. But what we see and like you what is a current uh, situation mm -hmm. in most places and mm -hmm. in most mindsets. Um, it's like it, it, the, the, the patriarchal uh, structure is very um, implanted. Mm -hmm. Okay. So we have different levels and sometimes a lot of people are saying, Oh, well you in North America, you like, why are you complaining? It's so different. And like, you're so free and like, shitra and shitra. I'm like, mm -hmm. okay, let's, let's, let's put everything into perspective. And it's not because here it's not as, uh, out there, which it, it is on, on, different level but still is it doesn't mean that we have to stop talking about it first mm -hmm. i want to put a bracket here but if we're talking about the, the society even like if we're going to europe where it is hard for women out there if you look if i'm looking at my french sisters it is not easy at all so is it surprising that from a woman having a hard time and i mean being into a traditional role and like uh, being harassed mm. and like being a uh, cut cat call or being like whatever, whatever she's been always being put into a sexual object or she's not even put into the, an equal human being mm -hmm. because the men are usually out of stepping, but like there's a hierarchy right there. Like uh, that's a well-known fact for sure. Okay. So, and there's like, it is just like a normal thing. Exactly what you said at the beginning of the podcast. It's just a normal thing that we actually see it into the dance. So if, if you look at North America, like, uh, you don't see a lot of women that leads. There mm -hmm. is look at, um, Liliana. Mm-hmm. 
she she does there are some is it a common thing no if you look if you go into a social if you're going into a, an event it's not a common thing at all because it's so stuck into that traditional role but if we remember what we said at the beginning of the podcast everybody if we're going back to angola everybody was dancing with everybody mm-hmm. so what happened there why did that got lost is it because we are so stuck into our own mentality that the man has the power and the man needs to lead and control because we can say it's usually when we dance it's controlled by the man it's not even suggested mm-hmm. even in the guidance you know so like is that what it is Yeah, it's interesting to see some of that history that you said before, like it was a lot more fluid on the roles of leading and following. Uh, But like you were telling me before the podcast, there's been several and I've heard from other people like in certain, um, I guess we can say more Kizoma Semba socials, like they have been instances where. Uh, a person will remove a woman from dancing with another woman. Like literally like pulling her out. I Mm -hmm. was like, I was like, what is going on here? Let her be. And he was so insistent. And that shocked me. I was like, first, who the fuck are you? (laughs) Like, (laughs) like, who are you to step into someone else's dance? Mm -hmm. Pose your way of thinking because you don't think that's appropriate. Mm-hmm. Like what's appropriate and what's not. You can have your own beliefs. Don't impose them on me. That shouldn't be. And that was another moment. I was like, once again, there's that tall man because he was very tall. I think it was like <laughs> seven. <laughs> he was very tall. And they were both short. <laughs> okay. And he didn't win. Okay. Mm-hmm. I was so proud. <laughs> My sister was like, you go girls. And anyways, but I was like, once again, like that man imposing his power and especially he was super tall. And he thought like, you know what? I'm, I'm going to come here and no, I, no, let her be, let her do whatever she wants to do. Like if you want to dance with another person, just like there's many, like, you know, in a, in, in, a, in an event or in, in a festival, how many women are standing they're sitting mm-hmm. around bro just grab the uh, just grab the 10 women that's actually watching that actually wants mm-hmm. to dance for sure anyways so i've no. also seen similar instances but instead of like there'll be two guys that will walk up to a couple a woman couple that are dancing and then they'll yeah. start dancing with those two women they say like oh like it's just like saying, Oh, you couldn't find a man to dance with, so you're dancing with another. So let me give you a better experience by dancing with a with a male, you know? Just that sound, it my my teeth are crutching. <laughs> like it's like I don't know if you guys are when if you guys are listening, like how that sound how the match how do you say that in English? Machismo. Machismo. Oh, it sounds really like French. Mm-hmm. So the match is both based in Latin. Yeah. I'm like, oh, okay. that I can say <laughs> properly. <laughs> so the machismo of it. Like, so basically what you're telling me is first by myself, I am not enough as a woman. I need a man. And so for me to be fulfilled, to add a good dance, which is really translating to what's happening in life and in a couple or in a relationship or even at work. So basically, I need a man to be to to be a whole human, to have a full experience. For really, can I just be whole by myself? And can I just just enjoy myself with somebody else? Why mm-hmm. do you feel the need that actually? What I find it very interesting, and I really believe that's projection. The men themselves don't think they are enough by themselves. So they need to go and impose themselves to another woman, usually to another mm-hmm. woman for them to feel like they actually belonging and they, 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 they're filling that void, that gap or something that 
we, like we, we were talking a bit earlier that that fear we, we everything is based on fear so is it because you're a man so maybe after that i would really love to hear your side of the story sure. your side of the story about that but like as a man like do you fear that you're not you're gonna you're not gonna be enough and you need a you need a woman to impose because if you don't you're gonna be rejected so what is this So my mind went into several different areas. Okay, let's fix the first one. <laughs> um, the first one was like in my head, maybe these guys are trying to like holla at these women and like get their numbers or something like that. So then um, it goes back to the meat market. So why are you dancing? Yeah, Is it to pick it up just, a check? Well, I mean, so we talked about <laughs> and it's imposing. You're imposing yourself into them. It's not like, hey, girls, when you're done with your, like, you know what? If they come to you and they say, like, girls, man, you're, you're, you seem to have a good time. When you're done, I would really love to dance with you. Mm -hmm. How does that sound? It is this, the same hand result, but it is not the same process. Like now you're telling me that you're respecting me. You're, rest, you're respecting what I'm doing. You're seeing me as a whole human being that can take mm -hmm. my own decisions. You're not imposing your thoughts, your beliefs, your, your, your insecurities upon me. Definitely. Sorry. And so I, I definitely agree with you. Yeah. <laughs> But even zooming out, like going back to like the different geographic areas that we talked about, North America mm -hmm. versus Europe versus Africa. Yeah. And you mentioned catcalling before, you yeah. know? And yeah. I even feel like that is different in each of these countries, you know, because I've heard stories like if you're in Italy or maybe Jamaica or something like that, like the men are just like super forward. I was with, in Guadalupe two years ago. Mm -hmm. I was walking out with my parents. I was on a vacation. I love Guadalupe. But there's one thing I didn't like. It was that. I was mm. walking with my parents, chilling, walking in the street under the sun. And there's this, all those guys cat calling you and throwing you names. Mm. And I was like, you guys are for real? Like, I'm walking with my, my dad and my mom. Like, but, but then. I How long ago was this? Uh, two years ago. Mm. But then. I've, I've been living that since I'm 12. Yeah. Even here in Canada, I'm in Montreal and it's, it's just something that is common. We see like, if you go to New York, if you go to Paris, wherever you go, you're going to see it and you're going to feel it. Mm -hmm. So like where, where are these guys getting the idea that this is the way that you have to interact with the woman. So having attraction or interest in another woman is not wrong, but no. the way that you go about doing it, uh, is the, It's is the question it, but mm -hmm. have these guys even been taught anything differently? Do they think they're being disrespectful or intentionally like imposing or uh, imparting their, their power on top, you know, but that is the tricky part. And that's why, uh, feminists, I am a feminist and we are being shut down. Because people don't see it because it is so it's ingrained. So, um, ingrained into everything that nobody is really questioning their action and what it is and what it, if it if it respectful or not, because it's like, well, that's just the way it is. I'm not being disrespectful. Like, but wait, 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 wait. Let this construct what you're doing and your behaviors and it's it's um it is hard mm -hmm. to do that to yourself or, or someone telling you a lot of men like with their big egos like no this is not what i'm doing i would never do that but then they turn around and like but well you, you're doing exactly what i just said you know mm -hmm. and deconstructing our, our behaviors and be like okay well Well, yeah. And it's hard to acknowledge that you've been wrong. Or becoming aware of an unconscious bias that you might be carrying, you know? Yes, because it, it's everywhere in the society. Like everybody, they, a lot of people, like, they don't realize that sexism is a thing. It, it is everywhere. The language, the music, the, 
the, the now we're talking about in in even in our own dance mm -hmm. it's still happening because it's the way people are thinking and when you you you've been raised a certain way in the society around and every, pretty much everybody around you is the same than you and someone is coming with another way of thinking and like trying to challenge it you're like but well, you're you're wrong because everybody around me is doing it exactly so it's hard to 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 break those those beliefs and trying to bring light into it it's a one lot of, of work. the other areas that my mind went to yeah. and maybe you can help me with this that like a woman is born and then she's like kind of under the the dominion of her father and basically <sighs> she stays under that uh dominion of her father i don't know why i'm using the word dominion but you understand what i mean i'm not quite sure uh she's like under the quote unquote control of her dad who's protecting uh, her and then uh, she doesn't so and then she doesn't get freedom until she's married but she's oh just going God. under another man's rule and i mean that gets into all kinds of marriage dynamics of why you're getting married and all that kind of stuff but i've heard arguments of a woman's identity being tied to her affiliation with the man that's somebody's wife or that's somebody's daughter versus like that's just uh another human being you know and i'm pretty sure you've heard things like that yeah but the, it goes back to like as a woman we, we didn't have the right to vote not too long ago we couldn't have a bank account uh like even now like if you go back and like there's a lot of places that the women cannot even drive they cannot even be they've been like there's child marriage mm. they, they're ripped off their voice and their rights as humans and that that is like a, a classic of because back in the days the women they were properties Mm -hmm. they were not human they were not they didn't have any rights they didn't have any say and a lot of places it's still that way and so as a property you were passing from your dad because because it's a patriarchal society sure. so it's the man that is empowered and as a man that that has the say so you you are on it's exactly what you're saying so you're under your dad and then you're passed along on another man mm -hmm. so is that is property and so that's so ingrained into the society that even today that's what it is and it's so toxic when you when i hear like or i read or i i see like man like oh my little girl like you're my you're my you're my little princess and mm -hmm. you man don't touch her i'm gonna kill you uh first of all calm down secondly you're teaching your 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 daughter that she cannot defend herself that she needs a man to defend her voice what about teaching your your daughter how to stand up for herself so that she doesn't need you mm -hmm. so that's my take on it so i think yeah. it's very toxic yeah so there's all these things and like we said before it's issues outside that then yeah. reflect the the behavior that we're seeing within the dancing you know Yeah. And one of the things that we're talking about was just like the role of the lead and the follows. We said historically, it's very common to see men dancing with men and women dancing with women, but that changed somehow, somehow, even within the Kizoma Semba places, you know, and, yeah. but then also the, the roles of gender are also switching in society, you know, like it's not just stay at home moms anymore. Now it could be a stay at home dad. If the, woman has a high profile job or whatever. So we're seeing these things shift and then those things can also uh, shift in the dance. But one of the items which came up was like, even the names of the moves that we have in Kizomba is yeah. men's Saida and women's Saida. But that's yeah. always assuming that a man is going to be leading and yeah. a woman is going to be following, but that's yeah. really not the case anymore. And it doesn't portray the history of the fluidity between the roles. So mm -hmm. something changed within that. And we even have a move uh, that's a fundamental move in Kizomba called Casamento, which is putting together the man <laughs> and the woman in <laughs> marriage. 
But now we have same-sex marriage. So yeah. men are allowed to marry men. Women are allowed to marry women. But in so, North America, like uh, in... And that's also like, true. That's just in, in North America places, thing, you know? But it's, it's in some places as well in, in Europe. But like, don't talk about that in, in, in Africa or in Asia. Mm-hmm. It, it's, it's not there yet. And yeah. And that was one of the dynamics we talked about before. So we said it's different in each region, whether it's North America versus Europe versus Africa, your, your society influences how that dance scene is perceived. Yeah. So in North America, it's easier to see two women dancing together and they're within their right to do so versus in another geographic area where it's not as common. Uh, you don't see maybe same sex marriages and things like that. Uh, it's going to be seen. It's going to look more weird. Or yeah, well, I, 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 yeah, because like we are like we are the result of our environment. So as a human, whatever is around you that that that, that you've been raised, where where you've been raised is going to be the result of who you are, and especially if you don't if you don't travel. So whatever the geographic and the culture that's around you, mm-hmm. that's going to, that's going to be brought into, into the dance. So I, I completely agree with, with, with what you're saying. It just, it just normal. So as long as what's around and what's within us doesn't really change or we don't, we're not breaking those, um, those, 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 uh, those way of thinking, it's never going to evolve. Exactly. So since, around the time that a lot of these dances, whether it be salsa, bachata, kizomba, like when these dances were becoming, becoming just into existence, like the Mm -hmm. world was a different place, you know? So there's one argument to where like, Hey, we need to honor, we need to respect the history behind the dance. But then there's also some elements that don't fit in yeah. our current times they don't think discrepancies so, so <laughs> now it's like honoring where we are today but then also honoring and acknowledging the history behind the dance and that can be a, a tricky thing to navigate you know yeah because I, like I, is i think it's an open question mm-hmm. uh, i'm still like it's still in a, in a, in, a, in the process but could it be the fact that now, n- not now, but like since like before, people are just kind of kind of want to forget that part because it doesn't accommodate the way they're thinking. Mm. So it's pre- it's preferable imposing the traditional roles because it is more be- beneficial to a lot of people, aka the men. Mm. And, uh, and and I'm not saying that some women like they 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 will follow that trend because don't get me wrong. Even as a woman, if you're in a society that tells you what it is, what it is, it, it is it's a, a vicious circle. Mm. Like it's it's so there, it's so around you that sometimes you don't even stop it, you don't even realize that you you are part of of of, of it all. So I don't know. Like what what do you think about that? This like imposing because it pop- it's, yeah, it's interesting. So like. There isn't like a, a global Kizomba committee or anything like that, but just knowing that Casamento refers to a heteronormative marriage and knowing mm-hmm. that that's not the case anymore today, does that mean that you, you remove the word Casamento from teaching curriculums, for example? But it shouldn't be mm-hmm. because like... For us, for, for me, marriage, I don't necessarily think a man and a woman. Mm. So for me, using the word marriage with the background and with the, the society that I am in, it, make, it still makes sense. So I wouldn't change it. What I would probably... Well, you know, when I teach, when I teach and I really try to always say, if, like, leaders and followers, mm-hmm. ladies and gentlemen, Definitely. Like, so like, like always, because like, I don't want, because a lot of people in my class are switching roles. Mm-hmm. So it's a common thing. If like, let's say that there, there's too many leaders and not enough followers. I'm like, well guys go 
you're going to follow sure. today, my friend. Definitely. And I, I support that 100% and, and vice versa. That's all I started the leading actually, because I do both. And in heels. In heels. <laughs> Yes, but I have a hard time doing tricks and hills. But yeah. I do, I do, I do some. But it's complicated. <laughs> <laughs> do you have any videos of you leading? I don't yeah. think I've seen any. Stop it! Really? I yeah, I do. On YouTube or your Facebook? <laughs> I think it's on Instagram. Okay, so maybe that's why I haven't seen it. Oh come on! You're following me on Instagram. But I mean, how <laughs> how kidding. often do you paste or do you post? Um, you've been posting more <laughs> Angola Terra and so you've been following in that aspect more but at the socials you're definitely leading 100% <laughs> oh it's true what I'm posting what I'm posting is often together you're mm-hmm. right I was like what are you whoa, what do you mean I'm exposing it more than me whoa um, yes yes yeah and social because like I like, like we're jumping subject I don't really remember what we were saying before but um so yeah, I, I think it's important because I can lead. So when I see my sister is around and they've been sitting, I'm like, well, I can do both. Mm-hmm. And I can just be like, you know what? I've been seeing you sitting for quite a long time. Let me, let's dance. Definitely. And I think it's, I think it's important. And it also keep me of working my craft because we're always learning. Mm-hmm. So I think it's important. I think it's, and I love dancing with other women. I think it's great. Oh, we because there's always that barrier that it's not theirs because there's nothing more than the dance. So there's no anticipation of what am I doing? Does it, is it gonna think that I'm like I'm too Coming sensual? To mm-hmm. I'm, yeah, like there's nothing of that. So there's no um, feeling inappropriate. Mm. It's a really respectful, and there's usually a lot of joy because we're just having fun. Yes. And I also feel like going back to what we were talking about before, the music is not sensual as well. So it's different than uh, having that vibe, you know, versus dancing Tadashinya, a man dancing Tadashinya with another man or a woman dancing Tadashinya with another woman. Now, since the end of music, well, that influences the <laughs> <laughs> I mean, long I'm around, like Tarashinya is a Saksai. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, like that, I, I mean, like if you don't, first of all, it's not everybody that dance Tarashinya, Tarashinya, Tarashinya. Mm-hmm. Okay. So like, it's not everybody that's feel comfortable to be that close with someone. It's, sure. it's way more than Dusar. Definitely. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's it's like it, there's a sharing moment and often it, it it's nothing more to it but still yes. you can still it, dance Tarashinya very respectfully absolutely abs- that's what i do all the time well that's I think it's, within it's our context we understand that but yes. people looking from the outside they're like oh <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna finish in a band <laughs> how come they didn't change the phone number oh they're switching oh they're switching <laughs> And then it goes back to slut shaming. That is going to be something that we talk about for sure in another episode. Um, yes. But we talked about you leading uh, yes. because we talked about and you um, switching the roles between yeah. the dance and being able like, uh, yeah, we're defining casamento because the casamento yes. is not a man and woman dancing together or getting for, married no longer. Not for me or I don't think for any of us now, but in North oh, yeah. America, in North America. Yeah, mm-hmm. yes, exactly. Us. I mean, like you and I, um, yeah, it's true. Like they don't really, sorry guys. Yes. You and I in North America. And I it's, wonder it's, what the situation is in Angola for same sex marriage and things like that. Let me Google it. <laughs> we could talk about it. We'll talk about it in another episode. We'll do yeah. our research and check that out. And in the next podcast that we do, we will follow up with our findings and we can maybe we can to reach out to some of our Angolan friends and see what the culture is. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> my talk dance to your partner, partner, by the way, dance partner. <laughs> I have to say it there. Dance partner, mm-hmm. period. <laughs> so talk to him about the, the heteronormative aspect and then in the second series podcast that we have of women in Kizoma we can share what we found and uh how that differs between uh what we see in Europe and in North America. Yeah. Okay. Noted. Mm-hmm. The action items has been noted. 
For sure. And one of the things we we're talking about before is um, the, we're going to talk about it in more detail in another podcast in this series, but just, you mentioned that it was like a family dance and people can dance between yeah. one another and stuff like that. And I think that is definitely important and the music isn't really central. So it doesn't really uh, lend that vibe. But then <laughs> we started talking about uh, Rebita. What are we going to say? We've heard a podcast. <laughs> but we were also, oh, I thought it wasn't a podcast we thought. We talked about Ngeruzuki. Uh, we we talked about that, right? We talked a little bit about it. Mm-hmm. But the energy yeah. of Gerozuk definitely changes to be more sensual. It is. So like, like even like, if like Kizomba, for the people that don't know where it's from, it is a mix between Zook from and the Caribbean. Semba. Yeah, from the Caribbean and Semba. Mm-hmm. Okay. And there's a lot of like in Semba, there's a lot of uh, Kuduro um, influence. That is also like a base. So like uh, Kuduro uh, Afro-Aus. Mm-hmm. For people that don't really know what it is, so so yeah, so like if we're going back, so that that would be like so it's a more of a beat, um, but it's so that's a more of a beat dance kizomba because mm-hmm. semba it's it's fast, it's a, it, I mean it's you're not staying still in one place and stuff exactly. like that. You know? So so it goes back to Rubita. Yes, go ahead. Talk about um, Rubita, Charles. No, we're just talking about like <laughs> well. Kizomba Semba doesn't lend itself to be central because the music is a little bit more joyous. Um, But we're talking about like, well, Tadashinya, that's what it's for. But then we're talking about like what happened before Tadashinya because the history or the predecessor of Semba was Rapita. Mm -hmm. And it's like, well, how did they flirt? Because obviously they're still uh, (laughs) hooking up. You think I have sex. (laughs) Say what it is. (laughs) They're going to have sex. (laughs) Well, in order for a family to exist, somebody has to have sex with somebody, right? So that's why we're all here. <laughs> so, like, where in the circle cycle are you? You know, um, yes. But you know, Rebita, you're holding your partner and you're linked mm-hmm. in the arm, and then you're like touching yeah, bellies, ta, 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 boom. Mm-hmm. And so, I think if you have like some chemistry with somebody that you're doing that with, then it's like, hey, let's. Do you want to practice Rebita later on? But you know what? <laughs> but horizontal Rebita. <laughs> but you know, like, um, um, you see women dance Rebita together. Yes. You don't see, do you see, do you seen, see men? I've seen men doing it. Mm, okay. So that goes back to our, our original statement of like the fluidity between. Is it a common thing? No. Mm-hmm. If I've seen it, yes. So I think like, so yes, it goes back to what it was. It depends on the context, me- yeah. I think it depends on the context. And a lot of people like when they're going to do Rebita, like, at a certain point, then they're going to like touch your knees. They, mm. don't, they won't do the full like boom. Ah, like uh, gotcha. hips to hips. <laughs> <laughs> you should put a, you should put a, a link of a Rebita. Yes, I will. Uh, There's some videos yeah. on YouTube. I'll put there so you guys can see what we're talking about. And every um, time you, I'm sorry for, for cutting you off. Go ahead. Yeah, no. Every time you go into like a, an angle and a party, mm-hmm. they're always going to play Rebita. Mm. Like it's really rare that you don't, like, I mean, in a social, like a, in a bigger, not a, like a somewhat house, but like in a mm-hmm. sort of bigger social context. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I always happen to dance it. I got you. I usually <laughs> see it. Is it always the same song? Yes. Because I always hear the same song. So far, song. yes. <laughs> okay. I mean, so far, I'm not an expert in Rebita, so I mm-hmm. don't know. But so far, it Every is pretty much the same it, song. It's the same song, okay. <laughs> you know, one thing, yes. and this is getting a little bit off topic, but we'll jump back to the topic again, is the accordion is one of the primary instruments in Rebita, you know? And that is a what? German, the accordion. The, the musical instrument. Oh, accordion. Yes. Yeah, accordion. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Sorry. 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 Yes. And not. that is a German instrument. And huh. that German instrument is a part of the traditional culture in a whole different country. Wait, 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 wait. How is that? So what happened? Because that's the, well, like if Portugal was there and that's from yeah. Europe, who knows if the accordion was getting spread around in, um, in Europe and then maybe it made its yeah. way somehow through Portugal or maybe some other way, but the accordion is present in Cumbia 
in mm-hmm. salsa, in merengue, which is in the Dominican Republic for like the predecessor of bachata's merengue. And that's mm-hmm. also an accordion there as well. So mm-hmm. it's just interesting to see that all of these, all of these uh, different countries and cultures have a similar instrument that they've been using in their, in their dances, you know? Everything is interconnected. Mm-hmm. Like everything. Like if you, tell, if you think like our, what I have here is unique, yeah, maybe you're part of it. But is the whole, everything is unique? No, everything's interconnected. If you think that as as a as a as a human, you're like you know what, I'm 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 the one who's like in power. Like yeah, without you, like it's okay. Like everybody's interconnected somehow. Mm-hmm. So it goes like everything is interconnected. So like that's amazing to see like a like a German instrument being played in. The traditional music in Angola. Yeah, it's How crazy. I know that. So these, this is where my brain goes to kind of like see how <laughs> all these things go. But it just really goes to show that we are more interconnected than we are different. And we can celebrate mm-hmm. our differences and we can also celebrate our similarities, you know. But that's really confronting like to, to say that we are different and we're the same. Because a lot of people think exactly what I said before. They, they want to be unique. Mm. You want to be like, oh, uh, I'm special. Mm. So saying, oh, by the way, yeah, you are special in your own way, but fundamentally, we are all the same. Same cells, same. I mean, like mm. it, we we are constructing under like with this with the same material. So once I think people will will step into the fact that they are not as unique as they think they are because I don't want to say that being pessimist and be like oh like you're not unique in your own way you're not special if everybody is special that means like it's amazing but just remember that the underlying is we all are the same yeah for sure have you heard of mazurka it does ring a bell and somehow I feel like I'm a bit ignorant of her for not knowing about Mm -hmm. it more so mazurka, since we're on the topic of like rebita and traditional dances, so rebita mm-hmm. is a traditional dance of Angola, which also yeah. has European influence. Um, but mazurka is a traditional dance of uh, Cape Verde. Mm. And oh yeah, yeah. If you Google mazurka, you will find two different types of videos. You will find Cape Verdeans from back in the day, like doing mazurka. There's this one YouTube video of like kids celebrating Cape Verdean history. And so they're doing the mazurka dance. But then you also see um, dances from Poland. Mazurka is also a traditional dance of Poland. So you're just wondering like, how did Cape Verde come up with the same name with a traditional dance coming from Poland. But in Poland, they're like, they got the violins and it's like all theatrical and stuff like that. Um, it's very interesting. I still haven't found the link between Cape Verde and, and Poland, but it's interesting when you Google that to see the, the similarities behind it, you know? I did not know that either. Mm-hmm. So That's it's crazy. Very interesting. Yeah, it's very it interesting. Um, mm-hmm. But if Rebita can have European influence and Mazurka can have European influence, this kind of just goes, this is getting a little bit off the topic of women in yes. Kisamba, but <laughs> since okay. we're on the historical context, <laughs> I think it's important, uh, the European influence that gave birth to some of these partner dances, you know? Um, so yeah, if there's European influence from Rebita, so it's interesting to see how that has evolved. So geographically, uh, Kizomba and Semba are definitely African, but um, influences from the Caribbean with Zouk and Soka mm-hmm. and Compa. from Compa, like there's so many different influences and 
I think the equation that we hear a lot of is Zook plus Semba equals Kisomba. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think once you start to do more research, you find that it's a little bit more complicated than that. You know, it is way more complicated than that. But the, when you start looking at the whole the whole card of mm-hmm. everything that's been influenced by everything, it, it like it, it's it's a bit more complex. I agree. A lot of people from um, the, 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 my Haitian friends mm-hmm. they're saying like, well. We are actually part of this. A mm-hmm. lot of compa music as in Zouk. Mm-hmm. And then and then you see a lot of influences like, hey, this is compa. Mm-hmm. So there's a there's a big debate also with the where everything is from. Everyone is like, oh, it's from me. Or same thing with Carverdian. It's like, well, Kizomba starts from Carverdian. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've heard about that. <laughs> That's another topic too. And since we're on the history subject, <laughs> uh, talking about how Angola won its independence. Uh, yeah. Fidel Castro was influential in that as well with yes. troops that he sent from Cuba, from Cuba. And yes, there's some Angola. Samba songs that have salsa in them. Yes. You know? A lot of people like, there's one, I have to remember, I'm going to, I'm going to look it up, but there's one song. Mm-hmm. Every time it starts, everybody thinks we're playing salsa in the class mm-hmm. and then boom, it switches. And it was like, Oh no, that was, that. that's actually Samba. Exactly. Beginning, it's the same. Mm-hmm. So, so the root so no, the Cubans did not just bring their guns. <laughs> no, uh, they also brought music. They brought their culture, you yeah. know? So, um, yeah, it's interesting. Geographically it interesting. African, but Caribbean influence, Cuban influence, and European influence. Indeed, indeed. It's, everything is more complex. When you start like digging in, everything is more complex than what the, what the eye is seeing. Mm-hmm. So I feel like, with, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, it's, it's the same thing with, with behavior, same thing with nature, same thing with music, same thing with everything. Everything has more layers and only the first one or the second one. Mm-hmm. So I think this was a good podcast to talk about uh, the history and what was the social dynamics between gender at that time and how that is affecting the outside world, affecting the inside world and what we're seeing today. And I think that kind of really sets the, the stage for... <laughs> how we could talk to it about uh, sexuality, sensuality, hypersexualization, and the patriarchal kind of power dynamics that we see uh, in Kizomba in the, in the second podcast. Yeah. It kind of like a, like I, I said that often in, in, in my classes, like now we're going to speak the same language because we're going to, mm-hmm. we're going to build the, the base together. Mm-hmm. Then after it's much easier to, to understand where we're going to be coming from. For sure. And before we end the podcast, I just want to say, like, like we said before, we are not the gurus of uh, the history of the world or of Kizomba. So if anybody has anything that they feel will add or if something that we said in error that needs some more context, please let us know as we're trying to research and learn more as well. And we're just kind of sharing from our current point of understanding, but we're still trying to learn more and more. So we're definitely open to that information and we can share that in the next podcast. Um, but yeah, uh, is there anything you want to say to kind of close us out? <laughs> Pressure. <laughs> I'm, I think like I'm very excited about this. And I, maybe it's not going to be super related to what we're saying, but I'm super excited to bring this subject up and we talk about it because it's not something that we talk about often, especially not in, uh, what do you say? Like machismo? Mm, the um, machismo, yeah. <laughs> in the machismo uh, world. And I think it's amazing. And thank you for having doing that with me. I think it's great and mm. it's fun. And what I would close it with would be we need to start shaking and shaking our way of thinking and stop seeing one way or the other. And it's not because you th- said so because the society or the dance or some something is structured now the way you know it now that it should stay like this or it was like that mm. so exactly what we're saying like it started with a family thing and everybody was dancing together and now there's guys coming and like pulling girls from dancing together so for the next podcast like we have to keep an open mind of what is and what can be Mm-hmm. And I think that's how uh, 
close this because uh, the the rest the the two other like podcasts or more like it's gonna be there's gonna be a lot of things that we we gotta dig much deeper yeah for sure and where my mind went into as well is that def- we're redefining masculinity in today's yeah. society as well and that's an interesting conversation to realize uh, what are the underlying mental uh, issues and barriers and insecurities and all that kind of stuff in like what society teaches what a man needs to be or should be and mm-hmm. letting go of that and redefining that as well. And I think that's going to come into play uh, throughout all of this as well. Yeah, because like everything is, it's, it's, it starts with teachings or educating or seven teaching our kids when you were uh, at certain point talking about the, 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 the young girl with her, her dad and then at a certain point she's mm-hmm. going to be old enough and then she's going to go with the, with the with the husband and we're talking about girls and that it is a toxic relationship or like uh, you're imposing something on your girl that you she needs a man but there's also the vice versa because we we are redefining what masculinity is mm-hmm. but we also need to re- redefine what femininity is definitely and also like how we teaching our daughters but are we teaching our young boys because now like there's a lot of things like oh we're gonna teach our girls how to defend themselves what I'm, okay well I, I agree with that everybody everyone should be able to to defend themselves but what about teaching your sons not to do certain things and to respect the woman it can sure. go both ways definitely but yeah And on that note, we will end this podcast. So uh, thank you so much, Julie, for being with us yet again. Uh, Thank thank you, you, audience, for listening to the podcast. We are more than welcome to hear what you guys have to say. You can reach out to any one of us. And yeah, we'll see you guys in the next episode. See you guys. Bye. Thank you for checking out the Dance Your Heart on Fire podcast today. Be sure to check out neokizomba.com for links to everything that we chatted about today, as well as some awesome free resources to enhance your Kizomba journey. The